It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in. It is the early line. We are live right here on SportsGrid. It is a Tuesday morning in December. Kevin Walsh joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside. DRS, how you feeling this morning? Feeling good, man. Let's get it started today. Tom Brady last night working some magic and some OT for your boy DRS here. Never in doubt. Two touchdown passes for the GOAT. Oh, sorry. Never in doubt at all. I don't even know mm. what anybody could have been worried about. Some were calling for 30-plus points. <laughs> if you bet over one-and-a-half touchdown passes, 17 was really all you needed. And 17 mm. is all the Bucks needed to win this game. Though it was not easy, 17-16, your final score. This was a 13-point deficit entering into the fourth quarter. And, in fact, this was only a one-possession game with three minutes remaining in this fourth quarter. But Tom Brady once again finds a way, and the Bucs get back up to 500. At the end of the day, the Bucs won, and that's what you want to do. But in the next segment, Kevin, we're going to break down some of the ridiculousness that happened in this game, which had me waiting and wondering, what the heck are the Bucs doing on offense here? Which is what we've been saying, Kevin, for basically the entire season. Yeah, I'm not so sure, despite the victory, if this is going to yeah. be, oh, the Bucks are fine. But nope. we will, of course, as you mentioned, get into that. A lot of other things happening in the National Football League, including Baker Mayfield being released by the Carolina Panthers. This does seem to be a situation that was mutual between these two parties here. So it, it is not all too salacious. What is more fascinating is the San Francisco 49ers just lost their second quarterback for the year, and it seems as if Baker Mayfield will not be a San Francisco 49er. Yeah, we'll find out about that a little bit later today because teams will be putting in claims here. It's just a matter of what team and who actually claims him. And good for the Panthers moving on here. If he's not in your plans, cut him loose. You save a little bit of salary, and it doesn't hurt your football team one bit. You're not fighting for any spots where Baker Mayfield is going to land. Certainly the case there. I guess Sam Darnold will continue to rock and roll until maybe P.J. Walker 
is healthy. We also have an update around Lamar Jackson, injured, of course, in the Ravens' slight victory over the Denver Broncos. He is unlikely to play this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. No real timetable offered up beyond that. Yeah, days, weeks, it could be here, which is devastating news here either way for the Baltimore Ravens. But for a guy built on his mobility to have a leg injury, not a great thing here as the Ravens are trying to close down this playoff race and win the AFC North. Again, for those that do not remember, last season, Lamar Jackson was injured as the Ravens were 8-3 and and the top spot in the AFC. They finished the season with eight wins. That's how important Lamar Jackson is to the Baltimore Ravens. We'll give you the outlook for the AFC North. Major League Baseball sneaking in in December? It took them two major signings to justify this spot, but they did earn it. The New York Mets signing Justin Verlander to replace the departing Jacob deGrom, certainly far from a bad consolation prize. Yeah, interesting move, too, because obviously, you know, Verlander, one of the better pitchers in baseball. But let's also remember, Verlander will be 40 years old by the time opening day begins in 2023. And yet, still a significantly better contract than the one the Texas Rangers handed good old Jacob deGrom. The Mets check in right now at the third best odds to win the World Series in front of the New York Yankees and the Atlanta Braves and their other NL East counterpart, the Philadelphia Phillies. The radio audience is here on a Tuesday morning. The early line, Sirius XM Channel 159. The Phils at 12-1. to 1. But certainly a great piece of news for them yesterday as Trey Turner is now coming to the city of brotherly love. I got to tell you, it's interesting where, thank goodness, you have an owner in Philadelphia that said a few years ago with signing Bryce Harper, they're going to spend stupid money and continue to do that. But stupid money being like, hey, it's a lot of money, but it's good money. Look at that Philadelphia Phillies lineup, one through nine. One of the best, if not the best, in baseball right now. Looks tremendous. 50% of the top six choices to win the World Series on the FanDuel Sportsbook are from the NL East. What a division that is set up to be. World Cup 2022 continued yesterday, and the Brazilian national team looks to be unstoppable once again. 4 nothing at the end of the first half. This was a 4-1 final score. So to be honest, if somebody with a boost on Brazil to score in each half, I think Brazil played terrible and they might be eliminated sooner than later. I'm just kidding. Yeah, poor sh- yeah, poor showing out there, right, K-Dub? Which usually in the United mm-hmm. States, we boo, but overseas they whistle. A lot of whistling should have been going on in the second half for Brazil. But the goal is not to cash in odds boost for the people out here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The goal is to move on to the next round. Brazil is absolutely dominant. I just wish they were dominant in both hands. Kevin, they actually lost a half here. Disrespectful. I can't believe it. I, I, t- I tend to agree. Where's the prize? Honestly, as we were watching that play out, we we're like, oh, stop scoring in the first half because you knew how that could possibly play out, and it yeah. did. And by the way, uh, as this tournament goes on, it's ooh, things are going to get a little bit tighter. Uh, Brazil minus 700 to advance against Croatia, who they will be playing in the next round. They look absolutely fantastic. We also got our Heisman finalists announced. Caleb Williams leading the pack alongside the remaining quarterbacks from the college football playoff. Stetson Bennett, Max Duggan, and C.J. Stroud. This still, to me, should be Caleb's award when it's all said and done. And it really will be. And basically on the FanDuel Sportsbook, he can't even bet on it anymore right now. Why? It's probably a lock. He's got it. No doubt about it. All right, we go to Monday Night Football next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back in. It's the early line right here on a Tuesday morning. Last night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers faced off against the New Orleans Saints in what really was an important football game for the NFC South. There was a a lot of time of this game spent uh, wondering, uh, is, is this entire division set up to make a postseason run with obviously just the one spot remaining where... Again, it's going to take six wins to win the division. Well, the Bucs found a way with their sixth win, 17-16. to They looked good on their opening drive until they got inside the 10-yard line, and then they were useless until there was about five minutes left in this football game. Questionable punt decisions, poor defensive play, turnovers. Everything about it was ugly and hard to watch. But they pulled it out back to 500. And it does feel as if the rest of this division is left for dead. What did you take away from Tampa's one-point win? Not much, other than they're probably going to get in the playoffs. And anybody watching this will no longer have the notion like, hey, man, just get Brady in the playoffs with those weapons. that They can't do anything. That's a bad football team in Tampa with an even more horrendous total division there. So they'll probably win it and get bounced fairly quickly into the playoffs once they meet a decent football team. But having said that, you go back and forth on both of us because you talk about some questionable decisions by Todd Bowles. And I know Troy Aikman was talking about it late in the football game. Hey, it worked down the punt. It worked down the punt because the other coach was dumber than your coach here. You'd had no momentum whatsoever. You have the ball in the 40-yard line and a fourth and seven. Not a fourth and 17, not from your own 40, from the opponent's 40. You punt the football into the end zone, which gave you 20 yards, basically, as a net, which was ridiculous there. But how about some of the interesting plays here by the New Orleans Saints? You had a third and one where if you just hand the football off, number one, the clock moves. Number two, you're probably going to get the first down, and that's the game. You throw a quick slant pass that goes you know, incomplete, but also I believe the play before that, Ingram caught a, a, a swing pass out of the backfield, 
and mysteriously just went instead of the full 10 yards, nine yards and went out of bounds when it wasn't as if he was fighting for every yard. All he had to do was stay in bounds for one more yard, pick up the first down, and the game was probably over, and they didn't do that either. So both sides here had a lot of issues, but also coming down to the end of the game, it was apparent. The pass rush from New Orleans was getting home with just four pass rushers the entire way. Now, on that final drive, Brady's going to do Brady things, made some great passes, and they moved down the football field, even with holding penalties. But the takeaway for me from this game, number one, both of these football teams are bad, but nobody should be afraid of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You get into the playoffs, oh, no, Tom Brady, we have to play. Yeah, you should be thanking your lucky stars. It's this Tampa Bay and Tom Brady team that you're going to play. This game defined by decisions to punt. The Mark Ingram play, him running out of bounds, as I believe he was injured and shouldn't have been on the field, and basically that was all he had in him. But it set up a third and one. They throw the football on third and one. Rather, you just probably run it and pick up the yard. They opted not to. And then they punted. And I have to be honest. I, I didn't mind the decision. I really didn't. I know. Everyone feels like, oh, it's so cow. Come on, you just got to go for it. Here's the thing. If you watch the game, which let's assume you all yeah. did, right? Those commenting and watching with us here. What suggested that Tampa Bay getting the football back with five minutes remaining was going to be able to put together multiple touchdown drives? The answer, of course, would be nothing. Or maybe, hey, they have Tom Brady. And I know that's how that played out. But they also, after the first touchdown drive panned out, the Saints got the football back again. And they weren't able to do anything on that drive Either Dalton taking a horrific sack on a second and seven. I know he took the sack because he had to make sure that the clock was still running. But at that point, again, you just picked up three yards on first down. You're playing clock, playing clock. Run the football. So to me, where the Saints lost this game for is a lot less to do with the decision to punt and it's play calling based on the scenario. Either way, the Bucks were saved. But let's stop pretending like the reason we respect this team is any other reason than number 12. And he's earned all of that respect through his incredible career, no doubt. But we check in here every Monday morning and rip another Green Bay Packers performance. Even the games that they win. Ah, they're useless. They're not going to the playoffs. What were they doing? The Green Bay Packers would smash, smash the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They'd run them out of the, run them out of the building. They beat them quite literally this season. But we don't slander the Bucs because they're going to go to the playoffs because they play in the NFC South. And I'll be honest, I don't have an ability to tell you right now that they're absolutely going to lose in the opening round of the playoffs because it is Tom Brady. And maybe Dak will choke the game away. Maybe somehow they'll end up playing the New York Giants. I don't know how, but maybe they will. And of course they're going to then be favored over a Daniel Jones or a Taylor Heineke coming into their building. Or maybe even a Brock Purdy. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the Bucs are a bad football team. They are the sixth lowest scoring offense in the National Football League. And the only reason that we don't talk about them, like the Packers and the Rams, is that they play in the NFC South. 
Yeah, and also, did you see the statistic yesterday that popped up on the screen? At one point, the the last 15 drives for the Buccaneers, they scored a total of three points. It's incredible that they actually won this football game and beat it there. But I have to say this, too. Now, here's words that you don't want to see if you're Tampa Bay. Washington Commanders come to town with Taylor Heineke because everybody knows the toughest fight that they had in the past three years with oh Brady God. was oh. against those Washington Commanders here. So let's keep that narrative together. But overall, you're right. Nothing outside of just having Tom Brady. I don't think it's enough anymore because the blueprint is out there. They can't block anybody, and Tom Brady can't move. So it almost seems like, case in point last night, for three and a half quarters, it doesn't matter who your wide receivers are. I think anybody in the NFL would say, hold on, I'm going to get Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and Godwin all healthy. Sign me up. Where do I move the football for 350-plus yards a night? Tom Brady threw 54 times last night for only 281 yards. And you're right. Outside the last five minutes, the punt was the right move by Dennis Allen and the Saints going, hold on. They haven't moved the football all night long except for the first drive. They're going to go the length of the field twice and beat us with two touchdowns. Well, Tom Brady actually did that. Did make some shrewd moves out there. But also, how about this one play by the Bucs defense and also the throw by Andy Dalton, if you remember. That third and 17, he threw an absolute dime to Taysom Hill, and Taysom Hill caught the ball but was separated. I was actually waiting for a split second there to see that flag fly in for a hard hit, but it was a perfect textbook tackle. There were so many things that actually went the Bucs' way in those minute moments where one play in the fourth quarter by the Saints to be made, and they win that football game, and they didn't. But again, watching it overall, Every single snap, it was laboring for the Bucs offense here. Yeah, Leonard Fournette came back. That's great. He looked okay. But at the same time, if Brady only has one and a half seconds to throw the football every play, I don't know what you're going to do against the elite pass rushing teams in the NFL once the playoff time comes. To put this NFC South picture, it just, you know, to, to make this clear, the Bucs are minus 700, 10 to 1 on the Carolina Panthers, 14, 10 to 1 on the Carolina Panthers, the second team. I just caught Baker Mayfield. 14 to 1 on the Atlanta Falcons, and then 44 to 1 on the New Orleans Saints. The Bucs' upcoming games are the Niners and the Cincinnati Bengals. They'll be dogs in both of those games, okay? And it doesn't matter. If they are if they lose both, they will be six and eight. Right now, Atlanta's five and eight, Carolina's four and eight, New Orleans is four and nine. We're at a point right now that if the Bucs do not win. Another football game going into week 18 where they travel to Atlanta, they will probably just need to win that game to win the division. That's where we are. Hey, if Tom wants to take another vacation, he can go take one or work through his family stuff. Honestly, he can. They are, this division is such a disaster. They might as well start game planning for Dallas at this point here. Give themselves a chance to win that football game. The NFC South is that useless that the Tampa Bay Bucs, with that victory last night against the Saints, now basically have a month off before it'll feel like any of their results are actually going to matter. That's just how it works out for Tom Brady, though, doesn't it? We'll talk about the Niners next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here with you on a Tuesday morning. Baker Mayfield released yesterday by the Carolina Panthers. Firstly, this is not something to me that jumps off of the page as a, wow, look at how everything played out for Baker and Carolina. What a disaster this guy's done with. The Carolina situation is very unique. He entered as what they were hoping to be a guy that could elevate them this season. Pretty clearly, he could not. But they also then fired Matt Rule, who they viewed as the problem. Hard to disagree. They've looked much better since firing Matt Rule. But at the time of firing Matt Rule, Baker was injured. So they gave P.J. Walker the ball. And P.J. played well, so they felt he had earned that. Then P.J. got injured, and they told Bake, Hey, man, job's right back to you. Go win in Baltimore. Nightmare, disaster. Of course, that didn't work out. And then they just get the football over to Sam Darnold. Baker asked for his release. Who could blame him? What's the point? You're on an awful football team as the third-string quarterback. And the Panthers said, yeah, we don't have much use for you anyway. Before we get to landing spots, Donnie, do you feel as if him being released by Carolina is an indictment on Baker Mayfield? No, I just think it's an indictment on a bad overall situation because, quite frankly, every quarterback on Carolina probably should ask for their outright release if they can get it, but you still need to play football. And if Baker Mayfield is not going to be in your plans as a free agent, you're not bringing him back. You cut him loose here. You save about a million dollars in cap space here. You don't have to pay him out. He goes to a different team. And also, there is a, you know, a professionalism about the NFL that it is a business. If you come to work every day and do what you have to do and you ask, hey, man, can you just release me if I'm not in your plan? Sure thing. But if you don't show up, don't work hard. Can you release you? Actually, we're just going to deactivate you and sit you on the bench the rest of the way. I don't even want to hear from you anymore. So good on both sides for coming to an agreement that says, hey, it's not going to work out for us in the future. Can we just go our separate ways? And that's fine because, again, it doesn't hurt Carolina. Carolina's not losing out by actually letting him go. They're just saying, all right, we'll cut bait with you. We'll pick up another quarter back we'll see if that works into our future plans at this point so good on both sides I don't know if it matters on both sides but at least there was a little bit of professionalism in there and not any back talking with that settled we then put an eye towards what's next for Baker Mayfield Uh, rightfully so everybody puts an eye on the San Francisco 49ers they just lost Jimmy Garoppolo for the season why would this not be a perfect landing spot. I, I, considering they told us that Baker Mayfield asked for his release, I figure Baker asked for that release thinking, I'm going to go to San Francisco and compete for a Super Bowl with 
George Kittle and Debo Samuel and Kyle Shanahan and Christian McCaffrey once again. Well, Kyle Shanahan yesterday, when asked about Baker Mayfield, said the following. We look into everything, but that would surprise me right now. We've got to discuss more this afternoon and stuff. I've always been a fan of his, but I feel really good about our players. We will look into everything, but I feel pretty good with where we're at right now. The only explanation for Kyle Shanahan believing that or saying that is that he is trying to trick the 23 teams in front of the Niners on the waiver claim into not claiming Baker Mayfield. There is no way Baker Mayfield could possibly land or make it to the Niners at 24 and they wouldn't claim him. He must have no thought that he will actually get there because it also then would make sense to talk like this so you're not hurting the confidence of Brock Purdy why go out there, get in a love affair with Baker Mayfield, who's going to be scooped up by another organization? Because if Kyle Shanahan is actually of the mind that passing on Baker Mayfield is good for this organization, then Kyle Shanahan is out of his mind. There is no possible way he could think that. Even if you are wildly optimistic on Brock Purdy, even if... the there still needs to be a backup quarterback put in place. I know you're not going to sell me on Josh Johnson being the answer. This is a team that prioritized backup quarterback by keeping Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason after failing multiple times to trade him because his value was absolutely tanked despite what some of the biggest reporters in the league tried to tell you. There is no way, right, Donnie? No way that Kyle Shanahan actually thinks they are good right now with where things stand. Yeah, here's the code word that NFL coaches use where you know they're lying. Yeah, we like what we got in the room here. No, you don't. No, you don't, because you would have just shot that down automatically and said he's our starter. Also, you have a young quarterback, Brock Purdy, who might be your starter the rest of the year. We know they're working the back channels. They're calling retired guys, which we're probably going to bring up in just a few moments here. But getting back to Baker Mayfield, if you have Kyle Shan at that press conference, anybody see his hands during that time? He probably had him crossed behind his back going, pretty please, pretty please, let him fall to us. So we're talking about Baker Mayfield. It's not as if Aaron Rodgers shook loose and he's ready to go. Or uh, Jalen Hurts got cut from the Philadelphia Eagles. Or, hey, Lamar Jackson, just not working out. He's not in our plans next year. We're just going to cut him loose right now, and you can get him. You need live arms. You need live NFL arms. If you're the San Francisco 49ers, it's just a week and a half ago, some people were picking you to win the NFC and maybe even make a Super Bowl run. Now you're still looking to do the same thing. And it's not to say that Baker Mayfield is a perfect fit for the 49ers. Quite frankly, Kevin, he might be the only fit for the 49ers that says, hey, if you catch lightning in a bottle, you might be able to do something. And that's few and far between. And also keeping that room together. Like, let's put it in baseball terms with the Yankee fans now and Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge goes to San Francisco. We know that the Yankees are putting out hundreds of millions of dollars in contract offers to Aaron Judge. But if he goes to the San Francisco Giants, you know what Brian Cashman will say here? We never even offered that guy a deal. So no wonder why he left at this point. That's what organizations do right now, and that's what the 49ers are doing. There's not many options out here other than, hey, you know what? The last pick in the draft is going to lead us to a Super Bowl here as our quarterback. That's not happening. Bringing in Baker Mayfield and him playing well is probably your best chance at it because it's boomer bust, a live arm. Maybe he catches lightning in a bottle. Maybe he doesn't. But there's no way the 49ers truly believe in putting on a public front saying, you know what? 
if nothing happens here, Brock Purdy's going to lead us to a championship. That ain't happening. Well, and that's the thing. If even if you claim Baker and you say, "Hey, look, we got to get you acclimated. We like Brock Purdy, but we're going to give you a chance." That makes sense. That's fine. You want to let right? You wouldn't pick up Baker this week and start him against Tampa Bay. No. Although with the way no. Baker's luck is, that's probably exactly what would happen, and then he'd be benched, and they'd give the job back to Brock Purdy the following week. But you you have to try and strengthen the room. So I'd again, I'd like to believe that Shanahan is trying to pull some trickery here, because I that just doesn't really make any sense. You mentioned veteran quarterbacks. Who are, I don't know if, if 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 you've seen stuff that they're calling a bunch of people, but who do you who are they calling? Jay Cutler. Phillip, I mean, why are people tweeting about Philip Rivers, man? Why, why is that a thing that's happening? Philip Rivers has not played a long time. I, I, what is going on here? Is that a? Are people actually thinking that Philip Rivers is about to come into the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, and one of my favorite ones was saying, like, why don't the Colts now just cut Matt Ryan loose as if Matt Ryan would be any better playing quarterback than actually Brock Purdy or, you know, a major upgrade to Baker Mayfield. But you're right about that. Let's call Philip Rivers, who's been sitting around coaching high school football, who I could out If we meet Philip Rivers and myself, don't be confused, we're not the same person here. I could probably line up and throw just as far as him. Or how about the lightning strike man, Drew Brees out here? Just going to call him up? You see the last time he threw a football in a three-yard out? My goodness. There's not much out there. Maybe like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, but look at how far down the rabbit hole we're going for the San Francisco 49ers to win a Super Bowl. There's a reason why their odds drop like a rock once Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt because there's no option. Oh, Aaron Rodgers waited the entire season to pick a spot to come back here. No. Look at the guys that Josh Johnson's out here. Cam Newton to be your starting guy. Colin Kaepernick. Hmm. Do you see this rabbit hole we're going down? There are no good options. So when it looks like the best option available is at least a guy in his 20s that was drafted high, that has shown some talent and flashes, and also Kyle Shannon giving that little tea leaf out there. i always been a bit a fan of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that means they want him in the worst way because it might be their only option at this point. Again, it would at least be a good option. I'll put it, I will say this. If I would have asked people before this season got underway, rank Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and Baker Mayfield, there would have been people that ranked Baker Mayfield one. Whether you agree or not, simple as. There would have been people to rank Baker Mayfield one, and we were talking about a Niners team that was neck and neck with the Birds in terms of NFC East odds, beat the Miami Dolphins, and have now seen those odds double. There's a reason for that. The interesting report, though, this morning, again, coming out from Adam Schefter, is that he's going to be picked up, Baker Mayfield, but unlikely by the Niners. I don't, again, know if that's because he's going to be picked up beforehand. Okay, I guess so. But my thought was that maybe the Seahawks would block him, the commanders, the Giants, maybe someone would consider such a thing. Who is exactly picking Baker Mayfield up to give it a spin or the Saints that would the Cardinals who is the team that is good the, the I don't understand truly then the New England Patriots is Bill gonna give it a run because he doesn't actually like Mac Jones who is the team that bringing in Baker Mayfield to then be your quarterback for the last month of the season makes sense 
How about this one for you, K-Dub? You're talking about a rivalry and maybe a great landing spot because the future is not playing football for them right now and maybe a perfect spot to get within an equally elite play caller like Kyle Shanahan. How about the Los Angeles Rams? Give it a spin here. Block the Niners. They would be furious. Rams owner's got more money than God. is going to spend a million dollars to pick up Baker Mayfield and get a look-see for him in a real offense, even though it doesn't have players right now. That's an interesting spot there to go to the Rams. I hear it. I think the counter to that would be, why? Why would the Rams even care enough to make such a move? We go to the NBA. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Having some fun in hour number one right here on the early line on a Tuesday morning. It's Sonny Wrightside. It's Kevin Walsh. It's Sirius XM Channel 159 right here on the Sports Grid Network. Baker Mayfield, where's he going? NFL action is Brady Cook. Yeah, we'll get back to a lot more of those topics in just a bit, but it's time to flip it over to the NBA hardwood. Now, we're going to preview some games for today, but also take a look back from last night. But before we do the scheduled look back here, just talk to me on this K-Dub. Like, Best player in the Western Conference, SGA. I mean, t- talk to me with another 35-point effort this night. Is he the best player? Is he the best player we've ever seen and don't talk about? Uh, well, I don't know. The thing is, he's getting a lot more recognition this year. The Thunder are also better than usual as they sit at 11-13. and 13. And a lot of that certainly having to do with Shea Gilgis-Alexander being a top-three scorer in the NBA, but it does make you wonder at what point does OKC come and be like, all right, that's enough of that. What do you think, brother, huh? Two two months? Uh, what, a little vacation for you? Uh, enough of this winning nonsense here. Look, he's been fantastic. He's a shoe in to make an all-star game. He is only elevating his stock. The question around SGA for me remains, does it get to a point where he goes, Look, enough of this. I can't lose. You guys have no interest in winning. You're going to love all the assets you get back from me. And I guarantee you Sam Presti's tempted because Shea Gilgis-Alexander, with the level of basketball that he's playing right now, of course, at his young age, would net the thunder a world of assets. 
I mean, it's amazing to watch, too, because I, I talk back for the fun of last year when they were actively tanking, and he would be like that unicorn and appear every five games, drop 35 points, and sportsbooks like FanDuel would still have him like 21 or 19 points. He'd drop another 35. Then they tell him to go back to the mm-hmm. locker room for five more games, repeat it again, and score 30-plus points. So every time I get a chance to host a segment with the NBA, you know SGA is going to get a phone call. Now, how about this one last night? 119-117 final here. The Los Angeles Clippers went on the road and beat the Charlotte Hornets. But as much fun as we say, okay, the Clippers won in Kawhi Leonard. How about this? Starting small forward, mm. Kawhi Leonard being clutch late in the game. Never thought I'd say that. What a what an unbelievable moment, right? I, I mean, Man. this this should have been sing, sing the praises. Here is what is going to start now. So with Kawhi this season, the Clippers are 5-1, and one, and that resume is going to build, and it's going to build, and it's going to build. And we're going to get to 82 games through this season. And what you're going to hear from people is, look, man, this Clippers team is the best in the NBA. They were 13-3 and three this year when Kawhi played. And nobody's going to realize that they just said, hey, Kawhi played 16 games and not be concerned about it. Kawhi Leonard played the first two games. Actually, I think he missed the second game. He played two games within the first four days of the NBA season and then missed three weeks. He then played three games and then missed two weeks. He plays against Charlotte. He's got two more games in him, and then it's another month off for Kawhi Leonard. Congrats. He, he scored 16 points a game winner. I know he's talented. You know he's talented. He's never there. And by the way, it was Paul George's first game back, too, in about two weeks as well, because he's almost as injured as Kawhi Leonard. I cannot take the Clippers serious, Donnie, and I cannot wait until we get to the postseason and people start to tell us at how good this team was when Paul George and Kawhi were available and that they were able to win. Oh, man, they only lost four times. Yeah, they only played 12 times together, so I would hope they only lost four times enough. It. By the way, the godfather of, you know, maintenance days as a coach was Greg Popovich. You started that with the San Antonio Spurs, who was putting Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker on planes headed home to San Antonio when they were playing in cities like Orlando. Who would have thought it would waver down to now where Kawhi's like, you know what, man? If I get in three games a month, we're good, and my owner's going to pay me, I don't know, $30 million a year, and he's also going to be fine with it as well. Watch out NBA here over the next couple decades of what it actually turns into. They'll correct that ship here. It's not going to go all downhill. But talk about the Philadelphia 76ers all downhill right now. Season has been very turbulent here with a lot of injuries. But crystal ball time, Kevin Walsh. If I told you they're going on the road to take on the Rockets, James Harden is coming back. Tobias Harris will chip in with 27. Joel Embiid would give you a whole home effort of 39 points. And James Harden would drop 21. Woo! Double-digit win by the Sixers on the road against the Rockets. Not the case. Almost a double-digit win by the Rockets at home against the hmm. Philadelphia 76ers. 132-123. Yes, James Harden scored 21 Four for 19 from the field. And to put that in perspective, he was actually 411 from three point range. What was he doing inside the arc, K Dub? It's <laughs> uh, not a whole lot of good stuff. My goodness. Man. I mean, 0 for 8 on two point field goals is close to impossible there from James Harden. Look, this is Sixers win is, or loss, excuse me, but this, this result here, it kind of 
captures this Sixers season where I'm not going to come on here and start ranting and raving about what a disappointment they are because it was Harden's first game back in a long time. Tyrese Maxey's injured. Embiid continues to be fantastic. But I think it does speak to a larger idea right now in the NBA. In the Eastern Conference, you've got the Celtics and the Bucs. They've both been unbelievably impressive, right? They are a combined 37 and 11. The Sixers already have 12 losses on their own. And there's a Western Conference equivalent as well. The 13 and 12 Golden State Warriors that just lost at home last night, 112 to 104 to the Indiana Pacers. I say all of that because we're at a point right now in the NBA where it feels like the teams that are are performing at a high level, which is really what? Milwaukee, Boston, and Phoenix. We want to give them tons of credit. And everybody else, it's just kind of like, all right, we'll see how this goes. Again, you've got the Thunder playing better than you thought. The Pacers playing better than you thought. The Jazz playing better than you thought. The Nets were awful, and then they're better. The Lakers were horrendous. Now they're the, one of the legitimately hottest teams in the NBA. You've got about four teams that you can trust on a night-in, night-out basis. And then there's teams like the Sixers where we know they're talented and we'll see what they can put together as the season progresses. All right, let's take a look at tonight's action on the hardwood for a Tuesday night. Three games on the docket tonight. TNT centerpiece early on, 7.30 tip time here. Eastern, that's the Lakers and the Cavaliers. The Lakers come in 10-12, and 12, but playing much better basketball as of late. The Cavaliers 15-9. and nine. Take a look at this. Anthony Davis, Kevin on the season, 29-13. and 13. Sensational. Let's see if he can keep it up here. If we take a look at the Lions here, the FanDuel Sportsbook opened this one up at a minus 4.5 as the home favorite here. Cleveland Cavaliers, that has dropped to for a total listed in this game at 224 and a half. The estimated mm-hmm. starting lineups tonight here, Schroeder, Beverly, Walker, James, and Davis. And then for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Garland, Mitchell, Stevens, Mobley, and Allen. So if Jared Allen does play tonight, I actually think he'll end up out. Um, that would shift things a little bit. And I think his absence could explain this line some But this shows how much better the Lakers have been. So these teams played a month ago to the day in Los Angeles. And the Cavs were a a five-and-a-half-point favorite in L.A. We're now in Cleveland, and it's Cavs minus four. It shows how the Lakers are starting to earn respect in the market. And that has been earned respect going on this East Coast trip and beating Milwaukee and beating Washington to start things off. I'm fascinated, though, by some of these player props tonight. Anthony Davis's 28-and-a-half looks all too tempting as he's averaging a smooth 49-and-a-half points over his last two games. But doesn't it feel like a night to back LeBron in Cleveland that— Sometimes the the narratives don't work. LeBron versus the Cavs does. LeBron steps up when he plays Cleveland. It's 30-plus routinely. His number tonight, 26-and-a-half. Again, AD deserves all the praise in the world. LeBron, since they've started to put some games together here now, the last three victories, 31-28-28. 29. He can blow past this number. He can get it on the low end. I think it's a great night, Donnie, to back LeBron over his points prop. 
Yep, returning back home. We'll see if that makes a difference here. Some extra motivation for LeBron James. Second part of the doubleheader here on TNT. It's the Mavericks taking on the Nuggets on the road. How about this? The Mavericks on the season 2-8 and eight overall on the road. Nuggets are 6-2 and two at home. But superstar players in this game all the way around. Luka Doncic. 39-9-9 and on the season. It's absolutely ridiculous what he does on a night-to-night basis. But how about Jokic? 23-10-9 mm-hmm. on the season. Tremendous stuff here. The Nuggets are opening up here as a favorite of minus 4.5 points. That still has stayed the same. The total listed at 223. If we're looking at the estimated starting lineups tonight for the Mavericks, Doncic, Dinwiddie, Hardaway Jr., Finney Smith, and Powell. Then if we flip it over for the home team, the Denver Nuggets, that's Murray, Caldwell, Pope, Brown, Gordon, and Jokic here. Who has the advantage tonight? Mavs. Nuggets. So last night we did see the Dallas Mavericks in action. It was a great victory over the Phoenix Suns, 130 to 111. Uh, Luka Doncic dominant as you would anticipate, 33 points, added eight assists and six rebounds. He was plus 20 in just 29 minutes. That is the key factor here. Trying to always add a little bit of add that extra context. Luka and the Mavs didn't have to run their starters out there deep, deep, deep into the game. So it helps having now playing, having to play off of no rest. However, going and having to play in altitude when you have yet to cover any of your back-to-backs is why this is a strong Denver four-and-a-half line and why it's a line that I have to agree with. This team right now is going to be playing their fifth, second leg of a back-to-back, yet to find a cover. It would be a difficult spot to think that they are going to step up. The one thing that would add some hesitation is Luca's kind of post-game comments. Just you could tell how good this team felt after the win over Phoenix. The Suns, the top team right now in the Western Conference. The Dallas Mavericks, of course, eliminating them last year. And Luca at the end of the game, talking about how excited he was and happy he was that they were going to have the opportunity to get right back out there tonight. I think that could obviously just mean Luca himself individually will be very ready to go here, Donnie, but this is not a spot that I think lines up well for the Dallas Mavericks. We'll see how it plays out here. Quick look here at the FanDuel Sportsbook for some NBA odds on who's going to win the regular season MVP. Some superstars in play mm-hmm. tonight, Kevin. Luka Doncic, plus 310 price here. Anthony Davis, 24 to 1. Nicole Jokic, 32 to 1. But how about LeBron James? Sits at 370 to 1. Quick update Outrageous. here for you on the MVP race here in the NBA. Yeah, I think the love for Anthony Davis has started to materialize in the market. He's down to 24 to 1. I've heard some people say, Man, how could you talk about AD? This is a team that, that's going to be in the play-in. Steph Curry's plus 750. Same spot. Joel Embiid's 15-1. to 1, Similar spot. These are underachieving basketball teams. But the Lakers are starting to turn the corner, and nobody has been better than Anthony Davis over the last three weeks of the season. Jason Tatum's the favorite right now at plus 280. It's going to be really interesting to see if we go back to a scenario where the best record in the NBA really, really matters. Because J- Jason Tatum's been good... He's been great. He's been great. But he's not been the best player in the NBA, nor the second best player, nor the third best player in this season. But they have been the best team to start this season. And there is an arms race in Major League Baseball in the NLEs. Big money thrown around. Find out who got it coming up next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Closing out hour number one, Major League Baseball makes the card. Do you believe it? I feel like sometimes baseball playoffs were going on. They would be left out of the show. Uh, but they sneak in with a little offseason news. Two big headlines yesterday. Justin Verlander signs with the New York Mets. Trey Turner ends up signing with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, which of these two moves do, do you see as more impactful? I thought they were fantastic both ways around. Impactful here, probably hard to say it would be Verlander since he's a pitcher and only going to go every fifth day. But you're getting exactly what you needed. If Jacob deGrom is an all-star caliber pitcher, but not around for the playoffs when you need him or missing half the season, Verlander at 40 years old does really raise an eyebrow for me. But it was what the Mets did. Hey, you know what? We're going to give you two years here. There's no salary cap in baseball. We'll pay you $43 million next year, hoping you're, at least your Cy Young abilities come with you from the Houston Astros. But I only need you for two years at this point here. Not five or six years till you're 47 years old. So I thought that mood made a lot of sense here for the New York Mets, but also from the Philadelphia Phillies' perspective. There was a hole between second base and shortstop for the Philadelphia Phillies. They went out and got the best player available in Trey Turner here and signed him to $300 million, which gives you a lineup right now that looks like Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, JT Romuto, Kyle Schwarber, Reese Hoskins, Nick Castellanos, Alec Bohm, Stott, and Marsh here. That's exactly what the Phillies were hoping for. Now, they need another pitcher on the back end. But if we're looking for, like, a who won this deal here between the Mets and the Philadelphia Phillies, it feels like A1 and 1A at this point. You can switch both of these back and forth. I love both of the moves for both franchises here. I think that the Mets should feel their fans... If anybody jumped in on an early futures ticket, if you're hoping to jump in on a futures ticket, you should feel absolutely fantastic. Justin Verlander is on now on a better contract than Jacob deGrom. Well, forget that. You want to win a World Series? Okay. I'd rather have Justin Verlander next year than Jacob deGrom. That's where we're at with deGrom now. He, he, he can't stay healthy. It's simple as. I trust Verlander, despite being older, to stay healthy. And by the way, he threw a 175 ERA on the Cy Young last year. Oh, by the way, World Cup. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash grad admissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.